Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the True Achievements podcast. Recording a bit, a little bit later than normal. Rich had a long journey back, so he's not with us today. But I have Jack again. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank cool. you. And returning again, we have Ollie. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. I'm sat here with my cup of tea. I'm ready to go. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into what we've been playing. I can see you've got a list that's similar to mine, Jack. I take it you jumped into the bean dive. Yeah, lots of games with just a single achievement on. So I started off with, um, well, basically everything on Games Pass. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't played already. So I thought Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, which was the re-release on the Xbox One, which I hadn't played before. I only played about five minutes of it, but it seemed really interesting. It's the same guys that made A Way Out, I think, wasn't it? it? Is, yeah. yeah. Did you it's, play the 360 version? No. I didn't know. Right. So this was uh, fresh. But I knew about each character being controlled independently on each stick, and that just, my head was in circles after about two minutes. <laughs> I have yeah. to keep the characters on one half of the screen, otherwise I just get too confused if the uh, one that I'm controlling with the right stick is on the left. My brain yeah. melts. But, um, and then I hopped into something called Layers of Fear, which was very interesting. So I was playing this in a dark room with headphones on, and which it Ooh. recommends doing at the start of a game. But it's just uh, you're some kind of artist in a house, and you walk into a room, and stuff will just start kind of changing. You'll go through a door into a dead-end room, then you'll go back through the door and the corridor will have changed into something else. And it's just a maze of a house with like psychological horror elements. I haven't actually seen anything apart from rats in it yet. No jump scares. But no jump scares. It's just more a mix of the audio and the lighting, but it does it really well. Mm -hmm. It's giving me Resident Evil 7 vibes just without the enemies. I'd recommend checking that out. Then I hopped on to Shadow Complex, which is another remastered game, and I loved this one on the Xbox 360. It's made by Epic Games, and it's a little Metroidvania platformer where your character can upgrade a kind of suit as they go through the game, and you get loads of powers like double jumps and new weapons and stuff. It's all side-scrolling. Really good fun, though. Another one that's worth checking out. Then I... I hopped onto Dirt 4, which uh, I played this at Rich's house a little while ago and thought I'd actually put it on my tag, but I've been just playing the joyride mode of a minute, which is rather than the races, it's the kind of miscellaneous challenges like knocking over cones or um, doing time trials and stuff like that. So a little bit different. Good fun though. Then I'll leave the last few games I've played because we played those on the streams as well. So mm. we chat about those in a bit. You've played a lot of different types of game. Mm, yeah good mix actually yeah i think that's the beauty of game pass so much variety in there you've covered a lot of different genres it's pretty good Mm. all right so my bean dive i actually hate myself for (laughs) i i I don't even know why i was just looking at games that i could you know quickly install and just install the ton of rubbish so i did gone home which is like a walking simulator it looked like i think it's only like a a one or one to two hour completion so it doesn't look too bad Mm. But like the the achievement I got took about five minutes, and it was actually for finishing the game. We're carrying a duck through the game or something. Weird finishing the game, you finished the game in five minutes. Yeah, I think obviously I used a guide, but like, but 
and it was a tricky one. It was a bit like, remember, uh, there, was, there was a game ages ago we had to carry like a gnome or something through the game. Mm-hmm. Left for Dead, Gnome Chomsky. Right. Left so it's supposed too. to be like that, where you have to pick up this rubber duck and then take it into a loft type thing. But because you just walk in straight into this loft and you, the guy had codes to get through a door and stuff, it literally took about five minutes. But I think there's other ways and other things you have to do. So Okay, so usually you'd be kind of playing the game, getting a bit of a code, a bit of story. Yeah, well, I, I didn't really play a lot, but it's like a walking sim and you're in a house and it's completely dark and all I could seem to do was turn on lights and stuff in rooms. And you obviously try to piece together some mystery to get to the end of the game. Okay. But this, this one achievement looked like it was quick so i thought i'll okay. try that and yeah got to bypass the mystery with a guide yeah <laughs> and then the next game i played was dovetail games euro fishing oh my god sounds enthralling <laughs> um, so yeah it was on game pass and i thought i've got to use game pass at some point i wish i hadn't done it for this game i mean it's not a particularly terrible game, I suppose. If you like fishing, it'd make sense and stuff. Like you so stood on a bank and casting. And... Fish in real life, or no? So... Like my dad used to. So mm. I've been probably not probably since I was about fifteen or something like that. So I guess I guess it helps that I've got kind of a little bit of understanding about what's going on because you've got to pick hook sizes and different rigs and baits and all that kind of stuff. So got through it, but it looks like a long, long completion because you've got to catch like specimen fish so you got to catch a certain size of fish and the guides that set like obviously the people who wrote guides on ta have done it this way and they, they believe that's the way to do it but like i was trying one and just getting nowhere for just one of the fish and you got to catch one of each type in the game so sounds like it's kind of a lot of randomness to it yeah i think yeah lucky. i think there's a lot of luck a lot of luck and just and as well like you might have the fish on and it might snap you and just say so, oh can't get off if you're not quick enough or something so you might miss it so yeah it's a lot of so rubbish literally just standing on a bank and casting your rod into the water do you get like a boat or anything can you wander around i don't know if you get a boat later on i didn't see a boat you basically go to a lake and then there's you can kind of walk around and pick where you want so to fish it almost feels like two levels of idleness because in real life you'd obviously cast your rod and then just sit on the bank or whatever but in this you're yeah. casting your rod sitting your character on the bank then sitting down in real life to watch <laughs> your character sitting down I, I just can't understand why i mean obviously if you like fishing and you can't fish in real life like then yeah but i suppose maybe that's the beauty of it is kind of bypassing the setup and the going somewhere and yeah, but that's the that's like almost the point of fishing, isn't it? I suppose it is, isn't it? It's like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure there's a good enough reason to play these games, but All right, next up, I played Gravel, which is a, so like an off-road racing game, as far as I can tell. It again, I just did one race just to pop an achievement for the Bean Dive. It wasn't didn't particularly look amazing or notice anything amazing about it. it just looks like an average kind of it's a made by milestone who make bang average racing games and it seems like another one of yeah they seem to be the same one over and over again <laughs> yeah so it looked like that kind of same thing again <laughs> then i did train sim world which is the game you two had a lot of fun streaming yep and the one. only the problem with the bean dive is like you play these games and leave it. So I think I got an achievement for doing the tutorial, but now I'm going to remember all these levers and things. Oh you have God, that was a bit of a nightmare doing all that stuff. So God knows why I did that one. I hate myself for that one. Next one I did was a game called Super Destronaut DX, which is a crazy easy 
1,000 gamer score. I think it released last week or the week before. It's about $5. And the game's basically a Space Invaders clone. So you've got the the enemies coming down and then you know going left to right and dropping mm-hmm. levels. Uh, the only significant difference is, do you remember on Space Invaders you'd have like the three shields at the bottom? Mm-hmm. They aren't there, and then there's like one boss enemy on certain waves where you shoot that and you, it'll change your weapon from just like shooting straight up to like fire rockets and stuff okay. like that. So just that enough difference, difference to avoid a lawsuit. Is that pretty much? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, it, it was basically Space Invaders. Is okay, but 13 like achievements for a thousand gamer score. Now, how long did that take you? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Wow. I might have to bad. hop on that tonight. Same. I yeah, might take advantage of that one. Yeah, it's super easy. I recommend it. So, I think it's four or five dollars or something like that. Okay. And yeah, the other game I've played, we did in the streams. So let's jump onto the streams. We've played some good games uh, this week, I thought. I think we play some good yeah. games every week, Ollie. Uh, so, yeah, 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 we do. <laughs> sure, we do. Yeah, so uh, Tuesday we started off with All Star Fruits Racing, which was pretty good actually. It was kind of like Mario Kart meets fruit, if that makes sense. Um, but it's one of the better kart races I've played on the Xbox kind of ecosystem. And uh, it was literally driving around. You could drift your cart. You collected fruit orbs as you were going around the tracks, and those filled up a meter of the bottom right-hand corner. And you had four different quadrants on these, and these were referred to as seasons, which was a bit weird. Um, But this was kind of a unique feature of the game. And when one of those was filled up, you could use either the X, A, Y, or B button, um, which corresponded to the kind of mapping of the fruits at the bottom to launch one of these. And it'd either be a special ability like a boost or an attack, maybe. But if you filled up two at the same time, you could use two of them together and it'd kind of do a combo move, which was quite interesting. Yeah, and um, each of the different characters had a different like ultimate ability, didn't they, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, so we start off with Pineapple Racer and their kind of ultimate ability. So if you filled up all four seasons, it was to shoot a pineapple rocket. And then we swapped over to a different person later on in the game when we were doing some of the time trial mode. And they had a Kiwi kind of... Oh, yeah. It's kind of a Kiwi vortex. (laughs) You laid it on the track and when another racer went through it, it kind of spawned a semi-sphere around it. Yeah. And then sucked things backwards into it to slow down your opponents. Um, it's, it's quite neat, though, and it definitely drew inspirations from Mario Kart, but it felt different because of the other mechanics they chucked over the top, and it felt like a really solid game. Yeah, well, I thought it was a pretty uh, good game. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention uh, Melon Shark as well. That was the last oh, person we played. That, yeah. Uh, you sh- shot out like a shark that was made of watermelon. <laughs> it's like a fin moving through the track, wasn't it? Yeah. Very yeah, weird. It was, it was good though. I think um, the only thing that surprised a lot of people, especially a lot of people in our stream, was the price point for it. So it is a £30 game, which I think is one of the most expensive ID games we've seen. Um, but it did, did play well. And I think it's actually launched in the States in a month as well. So it's launched in Europe first, okay. which is another oddity. It's good fun. Then after that, we moved on to Warhammer Vermintide 2, um, which is another new game, and it's available on Game Pass now for anybody that does have that. 
And this is Warhammer meets Left for Dead. In a sense, you play as one person on a team of four. You have kind of a hub area where you can choose quests and uh, you choose a quest that will spawn you into that map and it will give you small objectives that you've got to work towards. Like you'll get to a certain point and then maybe you'll be attacked by a horde of enemies with some special enemies chucked in. When you've defeated those enemies, it will give you another smaller objective to advance forward again. It's kind of a bit of a rinse and repeat with different tasks to accomplish. Um, we didn't actually finish a mission in it, I don't think. No, it, we um, were quite unfortunate in that uh, I think someone left the game or something, didn't they? But we, mm-hmm. we got really close to the end um, mm-hmm. and then got annihilated by one of those huge monsters. It's kind yeah. of like a tank in Left 4 Dead kind of thing, just a massive zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had kind of a tentacle arm. And when we initially came across this monster, we thought it was a boss and that was going to be the end of the level. It just seemed crazy difficult in terms of health. Um, but that was just a sub-enemy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I liked about the game was that, one, it was really good looking. Like, the graphics were pretty good. Um, and two, the whole, like, upgrade system. Like, you could get items for your characters and stuff, which I quite liked. Yeah. So, in um, I'd made a kind of comparison to Left 4 Dead, but it was kind of... Left for Dead with RPG elements on top, so you've got that whole upgrade yeah. system, and each of the different characters you pick—they're not just the same character that can wield the same weapons. They're entirely different classes. Like somebody will be adept at magic, um, somebody will be really good at melee attacks, somebody can wield spears, and uh, some people have ranged attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt really solid, and graphically it looked really good as well. Yeah. Um, each character had like three different stages of power as well so there was some way you could um, upgrade your characters to the next level so not only could you get new items but you could like increase your stats as well Mm -hmm. so it was very RPG heavy (laughs) the only minor gripe I had I guess it's not a minor gripe but there was like a loot boxy kind of uh, thing Mm -hmm. that we discovered near the end and I think you rolled like four or five, five different uh, boxes and got three duplicates of the same item mm-hmm. um, in, in your first five boxes, which is kind of like, I don't I don't really agree with stuff like that, but mm. uh, the okay. rest of the game, I, yeah, thumbs up. Okay, cool. Um, then on Thursday, uh, streamed two more games. Uh, I yeah. wasn't in these streams, but I have played Earthfall independently, which Indeed. was the first game. And this was to continue with the Left 4 Dead comparisons. <laughs> Left 4 Dead with aliens. Yeah. Um, this was more like Left 4 Dead in a sense that you uh, you had different characters again, but I don't think they had different abilities. It was just the same kind of person. You uh, picked up guns, wielded guns and stuff like that. And rather than zombies, as I said, aliens. Um, I enjoyed what I played of it. What did you think of it, Ali? Yeah, I quite liked it as well. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I love Left 4 Dead, so it follows that I would enjoy this game. And it has some cool different enemy types that I saw. So in, in terms of layout, it kind of spawns you at the start of a mission again. And similar to Warhammer, it's kind of giving you little objectives to either get to a place or hold out a location. Um, so I think the first level, you progress through kind of a little housing estate, then take a right and you end up at a fence. Then you've got to hold out from a horde of aliens and knock down the fence with a melee weapon, stuff like that. Um, the AI in it I found surprisingly helpful. So I've played um, solo, 
with bots, but they were actually picking up items, they were using weapons, um, more so than Left 4 Dead. I know in Left 4 Dead they were a little bit constrained. They uh, prioritize uh, resing you as well, which is uh, might be an advantage over playing online with people who uh, oh, okay. might prioritize someone else, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the bots were pretty good. I played a little bit with bots and then jumped on with Dave, actually, and um, Dwaggy Knight, who is a viewer from the stream. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty good time. We had one AFK guy, which is uh, not the game's fault, but it's <laughs> just uh, part and parcel of playing online. Okay. And how did you find it playing with other people? Did um, kind of the communication help and being able to send certain people to certain places to oh, for sure. kind of work I mean, together tactically? Definitely. I mean, I um I couldn't talk to Dave. I was talking to Dwaggy for a little bit, and he was showing me where all the guns were and stuff, which is um, definitely helpful. Yeah. The bots can't do that. So, um, yeah, I thought it was quite a solid solid game. And as I said, I like the enemy types that it introduced. They weren't exactly the same as Left 4 Dead, which I kind of suspected they might be. Yeah. But um, there was like weird tentacle aliens with shields and mm-hmm. all kinds of different stuff going on. So, liked yeah. the um, variation of the weapons as well. Um, again, similar. You had kind of an auto shotty, um, which was a high rate fire shotgun, uh, where you didn't have to kind of pump it between um, shots. Then you had the single shotgun. You had a pistol which had infinite ammo. I think. Yeah. Um, you could dual wield those pistols as well, which was actually quite powerful. Oh wow! Okay. Again, did you get a chance to play with any of the? Um, throwable weapons so you got napalm no. grenades and oh yeah i picked up a grenade but i never um i never threw it okay. unfortunately but um yeah no i didn't actually i didn't see any napalm either i only saw like a normal grenade i think and the last room we did jack wasn't here for again and he hasn't played this one either and it was the spectrum retreat which is i know we've been comparing every game to another game but it was basically similar to portal i would say uh, <laughs> Uh, it is kind of a puzzler, first-person puzzler in set in like a kind of clinical environment where you're completing puzzles to get to the next stage. Um, but in between each level, the it would kind of put you back into the narrative of what the story was. So you're in this hotel with all these robots. Uh, you're the only non-robot, as far as you can tell. So you're just walking around this hotel, and you've got a person in your ear telling you like how to escape. Um, it's kind of like the Shining kind of vibe. If you've seen The Shining, it's like empty hotel kind of spookiness going okay. on. Um, and you've got to find the doors in the hotel that let you into the puzzle levels. So each door has a code and you have to look around the level and look for clues. And the person in your ear will give you hints and stuff to find the code. Once you find the code, you get into another section of um, puzzling. Mm-hmm. And the puzzles are based around... So you've got this little thing in your hand and it can hold a color that's the best way i can describe it um and they've cubes all over the level which hold colors as well and you can steal the colors from the cube uh, and give the cubes colors so essentially the way you navigate the level is um you've got to use the colors once you've got a certain color in your hand you can pass uh gates so each gate is a different color and you can pass the gate of the appropriate color once you're holding it um, so you've got to kind of maneuver the colors around the level um, using the cubes, using the thing in your hand and passing through gates to get to the next um, zone. Okay. So it, as I said, it's kind of like Portal because you've got to be aware of where you're placing stuff. And it's like, obviously, there's no portals. 
But um, yeah, that's it the best like way I can describe it. Portal mixed with um, can you remember that game we played a couple of months ago where you could use your hand to point at colors and expand cubes out of walls. Oh yeah, no, you're you're right. What was that yeah. called? I think it was called cube the cube. Two. Cube two. Yeah, that one. Um, no, that is actually a good comparison. It's quite okay. similar to that. Okay, um, cool. I might check that one out. That sounds really interesting, actually. Yeah, I think you might like it. I like those kind of games as well. I really enjoy Portal, and I quite liked Cube 2. Um, and I got a few achievements. Each You get an achievement for 50 Gs after the end of every like chapter bit. So once you've done one of the narrative bits, you get a 50 G achievement, and you get a 50 G achievement after every puzzling section. So racked up 200 game of score in an hour which is not too bad nice. that's not bad at all yeah cool okay so going off what we have been doing which game is your game of the week Ooh, i think mm. for me it would probably be earthfall uh i'll just just to be different i'll say vermintide <laughs> although they were both good but yeah i think i preferred uh vermintide okay all right, and then next week we've got five streams. We've got a bonus stream. So we've got uh, Mother Gunship and Mugsters on Tuesday. Uh, Ollie will be back playing Star Trek Online on Wednesday. And then um, looking forward to this one, we've got Guts and Glory on Thursday. That'll be good. It looks amazing. And Nidhogg 2, which I don't know anything about that one. We might have to ramp up the uh, age rating on the stream for, for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard of it. And then when you said, oh, we'll do this. So I just looked, you know, for a screenshot for the stream and I was like, okay, yeah, this looks pretty good. <laughs> it looks uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how deep the game is, but it just looked funny. So I, I, I picked it. You can blame me if it's, uh, if it's not so good, I guess. I think it'll be funny watching you getting frustrated. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, site news uh, is the voting for August TA playlist is underway. The choices are Halo Combat Evolved, Shadows of the Damned, Titanfall 2, and XCOM 2. Make sure you head over to the story links in the show notes and register your vote if you want to play any of them. Any of them that you'd choose? Um, XCOM for me. I've heard a lot of good things about XCOM. Yeah, um, I'd be Titanfall 2. I'd be Titanfall 2 as well. I think that's actually what I voted for because it's a good excuse to get back into the game. I started it and didn't persevere. Oh, you're missing out, Jack. All right, normal news. So the big thing this week is obviously the for Xbox Ultimate Game Sale. There's uh, 700, well, they said 700 Xbox games. I think it's 700 pieces of content, to be honest. Because I'm sure they're counting DLCs and stuff in there. But uh, up to 65% discount, and then you get a further 10% as well if you're a gold member. So there's some massive savings on there. We've got a couple of stories up for the one for the Xbox One and one for the 360. There's a deal going on on Xbox Live Gold, which I can't remember. Is it like 30 odd percent off or something like that? Yeah, I think so. On a 12 month subscription, uh, Game Pass is discounted for new, new subscribers. I think you get three months for the price of one. Which is a decent deal. Yeah, so it's three it's months it. for seventeen quid, isn't it? If I'm not mistaken, Something three months for eight quid, eight pounds. Yeah. Oh wow, nice. Yeah. So it's like isn't that's the that's the monthly price? But I think if you already signed up, like it just reverts to just doing a single month for seven pound for me. So or eight pounds, sorry. So you've got to be a new member, but definitely check that out. There's so many games, so many yeah, things on there. So many. 
Yeah, I was looking for it and I think my wallet's going to take a bit of a pounding. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at a couple of DLCs and season passes, but I've never picked up. Then there's a couple of special edition games. Yeah. I looked through the I list just, and I just was the same. Like, I, I want that, I want that, I want that. So it'll be. I've just been too lazy. Like, I looked at the list and, you know, as you scroll, it just goes on forever and it's like, I just can't. <laughs> I haven't got the time to look through all this now. So. Yeah, you need to employ sit. somebody to curate a potential <laughs> yeah. purchases list for you. Yeah, I'll try to sit down over the weekend and have a... a that's that's a perfect see. segue into the uh, Xbox One Ultimate Sale articles you're doing about the completions and... Yes, that's a good point. So we did a top 20 Xbox One and Xbox 360 for the quickest completions. So if that's what you want. And then I think there should be one going up today that is the top rated games community average community ratings so try and narrow it down a bit for you if you're interested have a look at them um obviously it's the middle of the month i think it was on monday or something like that so you got two more games with gold titles that you can download for free now so we've got death squared on the xbox one that's going to be free until august the 15th we, we've got splinter cell conviction on the 360 and obviously back and pat until the end of this month and then if you haven't downloaded it already, go and grab Assault Android Cactus because that's going to be free until the end of this month as well. So we'll get on to them. Next, we have a story that I think Jack kind of predicted last week, maybe. Uh, the Culling 2 has been culled after one week of release. That's uh, crazy. I was expecting it to last a little bit longer than that. But... <laughs> so basically, if you don't know, the story's had some, or the game has had some terrible reviews. I don't know really what made them think to release a game or a sequel so soon after they pretty much killed off the first game. Um, but the developers kind of published... Uh, I don't know, have you watched the video? It, it seems quite heartfelt, like they just try to do something good and it's just not Yeah, it seemed quite sincere, didn't it? But, and yeah. it's obvious that they've realised they did make a huge mistake and they should have done things differently. But it did seem quite... I don't know, curated as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen their video. Did they? Um, did they give like some good reasons as to why they did it? Or? So they basically said that they they start off by saying they couldn't have predicted this, which I I predicted it. So they should have just <laughs> yeah. had a chat to me. But um, they, yeah. it's basically down to the player base. So they released the first game. The first game was quite a success initially, and it was in early access. And then they started tweaking things and changing things around, and users didn't like it, and they didn't listen to them and tweaked it more and more and more, and then just released it as a bit of a mess when it came out of early access. And the player base dropped off the face of the earth. And then they just started working on a new one. <laughs> it was basically exactly the same game. I don't know how, how much it actually differed to the first one. Hmm. People, should, I saw people saying that it was like way worse than the first one. That everything that made the first one good just wasn't there in the uh, oh wow okay the sequel. It was just totally bizarre to me because they shadow released it, so they did no publicity for it. They just said this is releasing tomorrow, and yeah. thinking that would kind of drum up some crazy viral support for it or something. <laughs> And then within a couple of days, it was down to two players. And <laughs> at the end of their apology video, they've said that they've realized they made a mistake and they're effectively taking this game off the marketplace and they do want to try and offer refunds where possible. And I don't know if a refund's ever happened via Microsoft like this, so it'll be interesting to see if that does actually happen. Um, but they're going to 
go back to the original culling, the day one release of the very first server version that went live, and they're going to put that live again and start working on the first version again. It's just so it's basically a, uh, a huge backpedal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so they're basically back to where they were whenever in like 2015 yeah. or something, basically, mm. after and sailed the name. It just seems like a, a lot of work to, I say work to throw away, but it's if users didn't want that, then they're working on the wrong thing really, aren't they? So. I know they mentioned like doing this on the PC version and you know rolling it back and it's going to be a free-to-play, but I didn't hear anything about consoles, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Cause... I suppose we could take advantage of the early access system on the Xbox One, couldn't we, for it? Yeah, just see, uh, like, but I know loads of people are f- were trying to buy the Culling Two quickly, mm. so I suppose they've done some good because they released a rubbish game and now they're probably going to release a video to tomorrow. Going, oh, we've had an influx of players on our <laughs> yeah. servers, so we're yeah. going to keep these running. <laughs> we decided to work on a Culling Free. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something like that. Like they've had some publicity because of this. It's not good publicity, but. In a way, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So, yeah. who exactly. knows? Early on last week, when the reviews started coming out, I don't think it's a case of that. Like the publicity was shocking. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was really, really bad. Okay. But yeah, they fixed it and they tried their best, and we'll, I suppose, we'll see <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Watch this space. Um, yesterday, or a couple of days ago, there was a Forza Horizon 4 another hour-long stream like they did the week before. So this time they switched it up and they were focusing on Autumn. So uh, if you watch the first video, check this one out. Really good. Like the world does look quite different, you know, just in the, the colours and the way yeah, the world like looks. Yeah, the, the leaves on the trees and the weather and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the they, were in a different, they were in a different location. So I guess that kind of helps. Like the first one was in like some quaint little country village type thing in the summer. This was like up in, I don't know, it looked like, the highlands in scotland or something like that so yeah really lots of verticality which was good but you know you could see like the the mists rolling in and stuff like that and you get a bit more rain and then they, they went racing around and I, I, it amazed me there was like a mud like a some dirt track that they went racing around that's mud you know and if you go there in the summer it's obviously going to be dry and compact and handled different than in the autumn when it's all wet and muddy but they were skidding around and you could actually see you know like the the, the wheels even marks, yeah, and it yeah. was staying, and it tastes like a. Okay, I was going to ask about because um, they've obviously got some crazy cool tech for the cloud system, and yeah. um, one of the big things they did for Forza Horizon Three was they spent time in Australia filming for Sky, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they've done the same over here. I think yeah. so. Like from, and as well, but this is there's so many little details that you'd probably never even notice that they kind of mentioning as just little side things like each region of the map has got its own sort of like regional bird mm-hmm. noises and things like that you know so diff- you might get different species of birds in oh, wow. scotland so the, so the bird song's different there than it is and then obviously the different seasons some migrate and stuff like that so <laughs> tiny little details that it's just mental i think the thing that just sticks with me it's the um obviously a racetrack they're pretty uniform in terms of color and stuff like that you have some tire tracks but just looking at the surface of the road and how you get water on some parts of a the road then you get patches where it looks like the tarmac's been replaced and yeah it feels like you're driving on proper roads 
It's Apparently there are potholes, the, unless I'm mistaken. Yes, in, in yeah, places yeah, they, in the map. So, and as well, they've done some. They said they've got some really good tech that kind of works. It proves on you know the game's rain and stuff in the previous version, and it. I don't know how it does it, but it kind of figures out, you know, where rain would actually collect to form puddles, so it's more life like, you know, like if you drive in the mud track and it's raining, where you've left wheel marks will start to fill up with water and stuff like that, you know, as time progresses. And it's got it's looks like it's got a really cool, you know, like Sea of Thieves has got that contextual kind of chat thing going on. Looks like it's got a similar thing to that built in. They were doing some online stuff, and that was quite cool. Do you know, I don't know if you went online in Horizon 3, but you had to kind of back out your game, go into a different thing, and then get people in that way. Whereas this is just seamless. Like You, you can just invite people in, and you can go offline, online, mm-hmm. and you'll just carry like It's completely seamless. You just carry on driving, which will look cool, save a bit of time. Yeah, yeah, nice. I think next next video are they doing know, another one next like bypasses a loading screen is amazing if it keeps you in the action and playing because even yeah, if it's it, doing it taking really some cool. time behind the scenes you just don't realise it is do you yeah, it's you like the equivalent of a lift kind of... in a video game but you can play in the lift <laughs> yeah so you just carry on like the, the way they did it they, were, they dropped out of a game and then all the cars not not immediately around him, but you know, you'd see driver tires end up appearing a bit further down the road and stuff. Then he went back in, and all his mates were kind of sat waiting at a spot for him. It, online, they've got a thing where you they've turned on off collisions, so you know you, the cars kind of turn into a ghost as you drive up to them, so you can't get people griefing you. Uh, you know, okay, you That's can you idea. can turn them on if you're in a party together, and you know you want a buff like bumping to each other and stuff. You can do, but just in a general open so it's world, like um, a bit of a passive mode, like in GTA. Yeah, you're not going to get an idiot just smashing into you. But yeah, there's another one next week. I think that they're going to go to winter next. So they're pretty interesting. They're along. They're like an hour. But if you have a chance and you're interested in the game, definitely worth checking out. And that's it for normal news this week. Got some back and pat, so. Yeah, so we've got two titles for one back and pat. Dante's Inferno and Ruse. And I think Dante's Inferno has gone into uh, EA Access now as well. So. Yeah, I think that's available. That got leaked, didn't it? Um, a week or so ago, it appeared on in some small print saying this game will be coming to EA Access within the next three months. And yeah. so we had a bit of a time frame, but it's hit a bit earlier than expected. Dante's Inferno looks pretty cool, actually. It's like uh, God of War or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit um, God of War, Devil May Cry, Hack and Slash. Um, yeah, I like those kind of games. Cool. Um, onwards to questions then. And we'll start with question of the week from I'm an idiot 19 who's a regular viewer of the streams. I see him in every stream. So is the culling to a one-off situation or do you think we'll start seeing more developers pull the plug on their game quickly if it doesn't sell? So I think this is a, a kind of a one-off situation and it's down to how it was handled and launched. I think for reception was Potentially, it would have been better if they would have announced it earlier. And if they would have announced it earlier, they probably could have seen potential negative feedback and pulled the plug before it actually released. But I think there have been... There's one other instance of a game recently that I can think of that this happened with, and it was Afro Samurai Ninja 2. Yeah. That made it to the PlayStation Store, and it got pulled from the PlayStation Store, and people were refunded. And we got the achievements on the Xbox side, but it was about a week from launching when they pulled it, so it never hit the store properly to buy. Yeah. Um, but I think this is 
at the minute, so it's a one-off situation. I haven't seen something hit for store and the developer wants to actively pull it. I think a lot of developers would just kind of idly sit there and go, well, everything's live now. We may as well let it run its course and let it die on its own. Yeah. But it's nice to see them actually saying, yeah, we've, we're going to pull the plug rather than just ignoring it. But I, I hope it's a one-off situation in a way. I hope more developers don't start doing this. Yeah, I, I don't think will. you'd um, see bigger developers do this kind of thing ever, really. No, it seems not. like the the kind of perfect storm, doesn't it? You know, a game that released in early access, people enjoyed. Developers kind of ruined it gradually, then decided we'll we'll stop that and make a new, and then that's even worse. Like I can't see that mm. happening again in that kind of situation. And don't forget it's a battle royale game as well. Uh, <laughs> just throw that in there. <laughs> One loves them at the minute. Yeah. I think it's a one-off, and like you say, hopefully. It, isn't something that's going to become a regular occurrence. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be more likely that games will potentially come to the early access program on Xbox where it's it's kind of alpha and you expect things to be wrong and then maybe games won't make it out of that. But I think it'll be rare to see one make it out properly as a full release. But I mean, if you've gone to the the effort of, you know... um, Developing the game and then, you know, artwork and all that kind of stuff, then paying for, you know, certification of it and all that kind of stuff, and then actually listing it. It's got to be pretty bad on it just to pull it, like, and say, we're just going to call it a day with this after a week. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, It's got to be a crazy situation, isn't it? Yeah, so, and I guess it, it got approved via the ID stuff, so I guess they thought there was, well, I guess it wasn't, there was some premise in it and with them releasing the first one. But I wonder if it raised eyebrows at Microsoft. Kind of like, oh, they released the first one a couple of months ago, and hang on, another one's popped up. Yeah. It's in that, is that a um, driving game? Do you know where you crash into cars? Oh, Danger Zone. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seemed to have a sequel come really quickly. Mm, it did, actually. That's a good point. It's interesting when you decide to make a whole sequel to a game rather than just like a DLC or something. Like, mm. When it's not that different, I don't know. I haven't played either of the Cullen games. Yeah, so. maybe maybe that's the direction they'll go. Maybe they will work on the first support the first again. If those updates do make it out to the Xbox version, then they'll do them as title updates instead, or add additional content that way. That could work. Yeah, sure. Um, so onwards to the next question. It's from Mark Delaney. He's back in again after I slated his favourite game last week. Um, Sorry for that. (laughs) Uh, What's something you played this year, enjoyed a lot, and think many others missed? Uh, For me, it's Mulaka, a Zelda-like on ID at Xbox. I've been trying to think about my answer to this question, and the games I've played I either haven't really enjoyed that much, but the ones I have enjoyed I think everyone else has heard of. So it's kind of like I can't can't decide have you guys got any ideas um i'm similar i think uh, i've the titles i've enjoyed this year are mostly like massively popular games that i've just managed to miss somehow um so thinking of kind of bigger titles rise of the tomb raider i played recently and i don't know how i didn't play that to start with but it was incredible i finished it in a weekend um the main story oh nice um, metal gear solid phantom pain Started that kind of at the end of last year and played it at the start of this year. 
absolutely loved that. And again, I don't know how I missed it, but it's a couple of years old. Um, smaller kind of ID title wise, I yeah. guess. Uh, it's, hard to pick. it's difficult to think. I've played so much. Yeah. Do you know what uh, I thought there was a real standout game that I thought I wouldn't like very much is that um, pinball uh, game. The one where you're Quantic. kind of like... No, no, not, not Quantic. <laughs> not Quantic. Uh, I can't remember Babylon what it was called. Pinball. No, no. <laughs> um, it's like an adventure game. You go uh, like yep. from level to level and it's all Yoko's like mini Island pinball. Express. Yeah, that's it. I thought that was really good. And I genuinely normally don't really like those kind of games, but I thought that was... A, a great one. Yeah, that kind of mixed pinball and platforming, didn't it? And adventure. It was a bizarre mix that you wouldn't think would work. Yeah. But it did, yeah. It definitely worked. It was so satisfying to me in a weird way. I really don't know why, yeah. but there you go. I think for me, um, uh, the obvious sorry, one is Onrush. Like, ah, yeah. It's a really good racing game, a bit different. And like, even now, it's been out a month and a half, and there's still only 1,300 players on TA. That's crazy. Isn't a lot. Because I remember seeing adverts for this all over the shop, hearing about yeah. it in loads of different places, and it it just doesn't seem to have clicked with people, does it? No, but I th- I, like I enjoy my time with it. And then the other one is not quite as bad, but a way out has only got nearly 90, still under 19,000, which doesn't hmm. seem like a great deal. Like You should check that out. Do you think people are put off by the you have to have a cooperative yeah. partner aspect? Yeah, I was going to say that. It, but they should... Um, you get a free person of a company to play it with whenever you buy it. Person on standby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. no, no, that was a really good game, actually. I'd forgotten about that one. Mm, yeah, there's been um, quite a few games which I've considered playing and haven't, so maybe I can get back to people on that question when I have get around to playing them. i played The Witcher 3, but as I said, everyone's heard of that. So. <laughs> That's a pretty um, uh, niche market. Yeah, very, <laughs> very indie. Very indie game. Um, next question is from Jesse Hill. Are you going to give No Man's Sky a shot given the troubled history it had on PlayStation 4? Or will the additions since launch be enough to go for it? I watched the update video a couple of days ago, and it seems like they're adding a lot of features. I mean, they're adding... It might be too little, too late. Who knows? But they're adding the things they promised to begin with when they it's, released the game. It's potentially too little, too late for the PlayStation people, but for us, it's a fresh release, isn't it? Oh, okay. In a sense. Uh, so we, with it not being on Xbox before, I think, um, especially people that don't have a PlayStation 4, they're going to give it a, a good chance. It was on PC as well, which is the platform I was going to play it on. Um but yeah, they're adding multiplayer, aren't they? And uh, they're improving the like procedural generation in the game. I think they're adding loads of different types of animals and environments and stuff. And they're improving a lot of different things. Like they're making the towns better. You can build your own base. Um, it almost feels like it's making the leap from early access to a full <laughs> game. You see that a fair, a fair amount these days. Like mm. games that shouldn't be released getting released and somehow getting away with it uh well it's arguable whether no man's sky got away with it because it got a lot of negative press but there you go i think it was an issue it became their poster child didn't it and uh Mm. when something's a poster child it's difficult to say no to things when people ask you if it's going to be included or whatever Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah definitely be interesting i'm definitely going to give it a shot i think though do you reckon Uh, i liked the look of it initially but it it did kind of sour 
the taste of it, I suppose, with all the stuff that's happened on PlayStation. But with so many changes coming in this update that you've just mentioned, like multiplayer, the different environments, different animals, it's almost going to be a, a different game. Yeah. So, as I said, it's going to be the game that they promised people. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting, as I said, to see whether people come back to it. Um, it doesn't look like praise my or... type of game at all. Like, I watched some streams when it first came out, so obviously, like you say, it's changed quite a bit since then, but I don't know, just, uh, just strolling around aimlessly in a spaceship and then landing and, yeah, and scanning plants just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't appear so to um, Something they covered in the update, have they added any kind of proper progression, proper, I say story in a way, but yeah. objectives so or things there's been to like two, keep you motivated. I think there's been two updates on the PlayStation 4 version, so even that now is a different game than what it was when it released. And then this is like another big update, like the biggest one yet, so it's probably a lot, lot different now. Yeah, I don't know whether they've added like real story progression and stuff, because I know that was a big complaint as to like what the point of the game is, is just to like fly around and scan stuff. It's a bit of an empty shell, isn't it? If it's just mm-hmm. But I think it said you could do like space battles and stuff. So there's like different races in the game and they can like warp in around planets and you can mm-hmm. fight them off. But okay. I don't know too much. Uh, but that looked fairly interesting. So I might actually give that a go as well when it comes out. Cool. Uh, on to the next. Ian Triplo says, Ultimate Game Summer Sale is on. Anything you've seen or waiting for to go on sale? Thanks to the wish list, I spotted something I wanted, even though the sales list <laughs> is long. Exclamation mark. Yes, it's very long. That's um, an understatement, isn't it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, as we were saying before, I think it's hard to like pin down a few things you want when you can just look through the list and there's just endless stuff that you could buy, at least for me. Yeah. I think for me, I always sort by the highest discount to start with and the lowest price. Kind of take the top 10 of those, and if there's anything that tickles my fancy, mm-hmm. I'll uh, have a punt. But... One standout one for me is Dark Souls 3. I wanted to play that for a while, and I think that's like 67% off. So it's uh, their latest release. Actually, no, I'm not sure if it's their latest release, but it's the most modern Dark Souls. So, yeah, but it's Dark Souls 3, and they just recently did the Dark Souls remastered, didn't they? Oh, yeah, that's so right. So that'll be more recent, but less recent, depending on how you look at it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, but I love Dark Souls. so um, I use the, the price tracking thing quite a bit, but I set ridiculously low prices, you know, for when it's like a, a proper sale. But I got, that's the only one that kind of flagged for me because I got a PM about it was Assassin's Creed Rogue remastered. Just because I've, I've got the 360 version, but I've still not played it yet. So I thought and that's down to like 17 quid at the minute. So I don't know. I might pick that up. That's the only one. Unless, it's not bad. Unless something pops up when I scan the list properly over the weekend. I'm not sure yet. Is that the one where you're in London? No, that's it? Syndicate. Uh, that Syndicate. Oh, okay. Sorry. So the two bits of content I've been looking at are um, the season pass for the Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I've got Rise of the Tomb Raider via Game Pass. Season Pass is currently like 20 quid down to six. And a bit more content for that game would uh, be good. This is very good. And the other thing was the Wolfenstein 2 and Doom bundle. Oh, is that 20 quid? So I played the original Wolfenstein game and loved it. And Doom I've been meaning to play but haven't. And I think it's 20 quid. Definitely. A little bit less. Definitely get on that one. For both games. Wow. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Two like proper AAA games for 20 mm, quid. Definitely. That's... And then apart from that, I'm going to jump on the Xbox Game Pass because I don't think I've actually bought it properly yet. I've used a month trial. Mm. I've used a month code. So I think I should be able to take advantage of the three months for £8. But I have to nice. double check. Oh, that was about the, the gold. What is it? Is it? Tw- I can't remember. Is it twenty-two quid? Twenty-six quid, quid for twelve months. That's bang on. Because it's yeah. supposed to be forty, I think, at thirty-nine ninety-nine. So yeah, bang on. Yeah, absolute bargain. That's a good time as well because my gold runs out in about two weeks or something. Mine just yeah. expired, so I, years. I tried waiting. Do you know if you're not, if you kind of let your gold expire, they they'll sometimes throw up offers on the dashboard when you log in. And they didn't, so then I ended up buying it from I think CD Keys or something like that for thirty-five. Okay, um, a lot of people say if you turn off your auto renewal first before you redeem a code for gold or whatever, sometimes it'll ask you if you want to turn on your auto renewal yeah. to get an extra yeah, month it, yeah. for free. So you can turn it on, then turn it straight <laughs> off again. <laughs> I, fact, I think my Refer last lot of gold, for none it of was the... I did the same thing, and it was like you could buy it for twenty. Five pound or something if you add all or renew one for the next year and the yeah, same things turn it off. Cool. Uh, so last question then, and it's from Tyler. A rumor this week was Microsoft will not push back Crackdown Three again, even from its super crowded February launch. Is this game doomed? Uh, I don't know too much about Crackdown, so I will let you guys decide. <laughs> so this was announced about a decade ago. Uh, no. no, no, it's four years, I think, wasn't it? Wow. So pushing on half a decade. And it's just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. But they finally nailed down the release date for February next year. And they managed to coincide it with every other massive AAA. <laughs> so on the same day, it's Anthem. Oh, yeah. Um, February 11th, isn't it? Or something. Yeah, I think it's February 22nd. Yeah. It's oh. Anthem and... Metro. Uh, can't remember the other big title now. Metro, that's it. So I don't think it's doomed from the perspective it's included in Game Pass. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are potentially going to try it out for that. So for me, definitely, if I was going to pick up either of the games on those days, I'd be thinking I'll pick up one of those now and I'll just play this on Game Pass instead. So I'm more likely to play it just because of that. But I don't think it's doomed in a sense. Um, I think people will just be happy to see it no matter what state it's in. Interesting. Okay. That's it for the questions this week. We've got a fair few games for new achievements as well. Yeah, tons as usual. So to start off, we've got Earthfall, which we streamed. Um, you can check out the video for that on YouTube. Uh, that's 41 achievements. Wow, um, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. We've got Hungry Shark World with 14 achievements. We've got Mother Gunship, which we'll be streaming next week with 20 achievements. Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion with 36 achievements. ACA Neo Geo League Bowling with a standard 12 achievements. Guts and Glory uh, with 18 achievements, which is another one we'll be streaming next week. Insane Robots with 76 Mm. achievements. Which is tons, actually. That's Mm. mental. Even more than uh, Earthfall. Then Mugsters with 20 achievements, another one we're streaming next week. Uh, State of Anarchy, Master of Mayhem with 26 achievements. Zasmo Arcade Pack with 26 achievements as well. Super Blackjack Turbo, or Super Blackjack Battle 2 Turbo Edition. I missed the first one. I haven't seen that here yet, but with 26 achievements. A 1979 Revolution Black Friday 
which is 39 achievements. I don't know anything about that one. but It's an interesting name. I wonder what that game is about. Black Friday sales, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, then we've had a couple of DLC packs as well. We've got the mid-season update in Smite with two achievements for 30 gamer score. A new DLC for Enter the Gungeon with three achievements for 250 gamer score. And Endless Mode in Hand of Fate 2 with three achievements for 45 gamer score. Okay, so moving on to new releases. Seems like a, a bit of a quiet week. Uh, just two today. We've got Frost and... Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion. <laughs> I knew that. Uh, then we've got next Tuesday, we've got Aces of the Luftwaffe Squadron, No Man's Sky, Mega Man X Legacy Collection, Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2, Bud Spencer and Terence Hill Slap Some Beans. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is that uh. game? <laughs> it's the official Bud Spencer and Terence Hill video game. <laughs> I've never heard of them. Bud Slap Spencer and Terence Hill in their first virtual adventure, a brand new story. Whether in a Western saloon, Miami downtown, at a fairground, you'll get a full load of funny conversation slaps and, of course, lots of massive brawls. Okay. Yeah, wow. That sounds ideal. I hope it is. Sounds like a bad <laughs> cop comedy film, yeah. doesn't it? Cop duo. We should stream yeah, that if we get the chance. Um, next Wednesday, Candle, The Power of the Flame, Remothered Tormented Fathers, and Super Blackjack Battle 2 Turbo Edition. And then next Thursday, we've got the United Front DLC for Call of Duty World War Two, and the Banner Saga 3. So a bit more of a quiet week. Give you time to settle into all those bean dive games, I guess. Yeah, oh, get some more don't. fishing done. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Dave's looking forward to getting home and... Uh, yeah, he's looking forward to getting home and sitting on a uh, train sim man. for a little bit. <laughs> he can travel home on that, then he can get his fishing rods out. <laughs> I don't even know why I did it. Like, as I was doing it, I thought, this is a rubbish idea, this. Yeah. I regret this. And then the achievement pops and there's no turning back. You could always start <laughs> a new tag. <laughs> Sounds better than 200 hours of fishing. God... All right, that is it from us this week. We'll be back next week. I think Rick should hopefully be around next week. We'll be joining us again. So we'll see you then. Mm -hmm. Have a good weekend. Bye. Okay, catch you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.